I'm Sally Tierney, the owner of Clear Path Forward, an advocacy investigation firm in Virginia. And I love listening to the PI Perspective podcast because Matt interviews so many investigators that bring their unique expertise to the show. I've learned so much from them and look forward to every single episode. Thank you, Matt. The Campbell Group has teamed up with PI Perspectives to offer listeners top-notch, affordable insurance solutions. Private investigators can get insurance for their business for as low as $305 per year. Apply now at PIPerspectivesInsurance.com and receive a quote back within 24 hours. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers. And it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So. 
check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today we dip into a best of episode and take a second look at Florida PI, Jay Marin. The guys discuss surveillance versus undercover. This is one of the best episodes from 2021. We'll be back next week with some new content. But in the meantime, check out this great best of. And please welcome Jay Marin and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Um, today, I am very excited and honored to uh, have a friend of mine on the show, somebody who I met through Nally and uh very charismatic. Uh, the second you meet this guy, you're like, I want to know more about this guy and what he does. Uh, so without further ado, I want to uh, welcome Jay Marin to the program. Jay's down in Miami. He uh, runs Specialized Investigations Consultants. And uh, today we're talking about undercover surveillance. But before we dive into that, I just want to welcome Jay to the program. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's actually an honor to be here. Yeah. I finally get to be here. I feel like like a special guest to finally make it to your show your show's popping everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's good. Believable. No, 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 no. I'm honored to have you on, man. So I think I first met you probably at like a Nally conference, uh, a couple of years ago. A few years back. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, wow, like here's this, this, this group of people. And I know some of the people in this group, but I don't know everybody. And, and, right. and here, who's this, this charismatic guy, I want to know more about him. And uh, we struck up a conversation. And I was like, this is my dude. Like, this guy, he, he understands. So uh, you, you've been doing this business uh, since 2013, right? Correct, correct. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how you got into it and, and what is your business specializing? Okay, so um, before I started my business, I, um, I was in law enforcement. I did um, local law enforcement and I also did federal as well. I was on a couple task forces. Um, so throughout my career, I did obviously my regular road patrol, but then I moved into the investigation field and I started doing gangs, street crimes, and eventually, um, financial frauds and identity theft. Right. So obviously in my field, it encompassed a lot of surveillance, a lot of, um, skip tracing, following, we've gone off on wiretaps, you know. Just a lot of things to be, you know, covert and basically sneaky. Right. So you don't get burned, you don't get caught to, you know, to get these criminals, you know, where they need to be. So throughout working that, like I said, we did our gangs and our gangs were doing a lot of identity theft, tax fraud, you know, stealing uh, people's uh, tax returns, filing false tax returns, re-encoding credit cards. Sure. You know, sure. along with their gangs and drugs. That's right. what happened. And this was all down in Florida? This out in South Florida. We were investigating all this stuff, but all this led into financial fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the kind of path we took. We were actually one of the first people to get deputized with IRS uh, as uh, task force officers because, you know, IRS doesn't share any information. Yeah. So was the, even that was a little, uh, a big leap, actually, not a little leap. We finally got in there and we started taking all our cases federal. Right. Um, you know, our guys still did our guns and everything, but overall, my whole career encompassed of being involved in uh, investigations and surveillance. That was like our big thing. Right. Um, then in 2012, 2013, you know, 
in my career being involved in a couple, you know, shootings, we were also, you know, high liability unit, you know, oh, wow. something was already happening. Yeah. And um, I actually received death threats. So oh. my little son was three weeks old and we had to pack up and move. Wow. So a few months after that, I was like, you know what? I got my degree. I was like, yes, it's okay money, but I need to make something else better for my family because I didn't want my family. If it was me alone, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, all right, let's go. You know, yeah. me against you. Exactly. You know, right. try to find me. But, you know, <laughs> with a family, it's a different story. You it know, always my is. kids. It always is. So then um, what ended up happening is after that, um, something actually happened to my heart like the year after. And then through police work, I actually ended up retiring through police work. And then I went full force with my investigation company. Wow. But uh, during that time, I was attending also all these conferences, you know, trainings, because when you transfer over from the public sector and you transition to the private sector, it's a big difference, you know? Yes, yeah, you have experience, yeah. but yeah. a lot of things are different, you yeah. know? The experience I gathered, great, it was awesome. It's a great stepping stone, mm -hmm. but I can honestly say nobody can transfer over from law enforcement right into this field like if nothing happened and they can fit right in, no way. Yeah. You know, you have to still transition. You have to still learn because things work a lot differently. So that's what I was doing. And then I just started learning. I'm, I'm very big into like, okay, I want to know it. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to find every way to do it. Sure. And that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. I attacked the industry. It's amazing. Like, you know, you, you got to realize that the paycheck is not guaranteed. You know, like you, you really right. got to hustle and you got to, you know, there's no week, no four weeks vacation. I mean, Correct. there is, but you, know, you probably won't be in business when you come back. <laughs> Unless you have something set up. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I'm curious, man, what type of gangs were run down in, in Miami? I mean, I'm familiar with the ones up in here, up here in New York, but what, who, who's, who's the um, goes to go well, to down there? What happens here in South Florida, you, you still have your big gangs per se, you know, like your typical Latin Kings. Right. You have your, uh, there's not so much Bloods and Crips, like kind of how they are on the West Coast kind of thing. You might have some in the Northeast uh, mm -hmm. up, up there, but um, you have a lot of, I guess, territorial gangs, if you want to call them. Like they'll cover like one city and they'll be called for, I don't just give me an example, like Zopound used to be back in the day in certain areas but they would have like the whole Northeast and little Haiti area. Right. Then you have, um, you know, you'll have like 81 street boys, which are in Miami beach and they carry a territory. So you had a lot of those like territorial area yeah, splinter off uh, yeah. gangs along with your bigger ones, but a lot of them weren't getting involved in big ones. They were just creating some with their boys. Yeah. And then they were trying to elevate to that level, which some kind of got there Yeah, and some didn't get there. You know, you have yeah. different ones, you know, money have, sure. you know, it's just different. I think it's fascinating that, that something you said earlier about the whole fraud and financial aspect behind it, because you have this idea of gang. It's like, Oh, they're gangbangers. They just go out and shoot each other up and do drive-bys. Right. Right. It's like, no, these are our career criminals that, that are, are into fraud. I know that there's been some programs, uh, I think on Netflix or, or one of those others, there's been some documentary on these fraudsters and like how they pull off their crimes. It's just right. brazen. And the stuff they do, it's like, wow, that's this, this guy's pretty good at math. Like, like, like <laughs> he was like on the straight and yeah. narrow. He'd probably be a pretty good accountant. And uh, actually uh, <laughs> CNN came with us. They did a documentary and we did the whole thing. But um, it gets to a point that 
they still do their guns. They still do their shooting and their drugs. The problem is they're not serving drugs now. They're not selling guns. They're just buying them because identity theft and tax fraud is funding it all. You know, so and there was even videos on YouTube that people were teaching people how to file false returns. They would have tax parties. You know, it's crazy, you know, but eventually they mostly all go down. So the stimmy money has got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Stimmy money's a joke. I've seen hundred and eighty thousand dollar tax returns. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's uh, crazy. Now fraud is running rampant in this country. Yeah, you know, and and that's, I, I guess that's what happens, right? When the when the crap hits the fan, when when uh, you know everybody's going into panic mode, uh, or fight or flight. You know, they're not really paying attention to the bottom line on things. And I guess there's this idea of like, yeah, I'm not going to get caught, and if I do. So what, you know, especially up in New York here with bail reform. All right. So I get pinched. I'll be, I'll be home for dinner. You know, (laughs) we'll deal with it later. Uh, And, and that's, it's a real problem. It definitely, uh, it definitely is. Um, Well, that, that's a cool story. How you, you transitioned. Um, So your uh, operation now, how many investigators do you have working for you? Um, I'm like a basketball team per se. I I run five full-time um, like I would say my starting five yeah. that are running all the time. And then I have a couple other people that I use, but they have their own agencies mm-hmm. because I like to make sure I use people that I can trust and know what they're doing that have the same interests Excellent. and uh, quality of product that I do for them having their agency. You yeah. know, yeah. I think, you know, my opinion, just when you get too big, um, you kind of lose a little bit of control of your quality yeah. because you're just trying to pump out, pump out, pump out. I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. I'd rather give you a quality product and have everybody working, but everybody that's working knows what they're doing yep. because not only does it help me, but it helps the client. Yep. yep. Sorry. Now we can get animated so, here. So it, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't only help me, yeah. it helps my clients get what they want and yeah. get the good stuff they need, not just, Oh, we went out there and nothing happened. Yeah, or, oh, you, we went you, out and we lost them. You got to use the right person for the job. I, I have the same model. You know, I, I got my my pretty much five people. And uh, I do have a long list of people that I call uh, to do certain things that I just know either my team doesn't have the time to do it right or, right. or there's, it's just not the right fit. And I got to tell you, like, I, uh, you know, being part of the Trial Lawyers Association up here in New York, there aren't many investigators that are a part of that. Uh, and it's really, it's a great revenue stream for me. I find the, 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 the other two investigators, one is just a solo guy and he's, he's on the sunset of his career and the other guy uh, got too big. So he grew his company to be almost like an 80 investigator company. And he really had this passion or saw the direction of doing court services and filing. So he merged with like this big, company and yes they're he's the investigative arm but they got so many employees now and the attorneys that were doing business with him uh they just they're like we don't have that personal touch anymore you know we don't have that attention to detail it's more of you know get in get out get in get out get in get out and you know i can't do that to my client like i my cases are everything to me i'm a small shop right i'm i'm a single attorney or, or three or four firm and this case is going to put food on my table for the next you know five years if it hits you know right. uh, so I can't have the the dilly dallying going on so like those are the types of 
clients I pick up and it, it used to be very early on like hey we're going to use you but don't don't tell the other guy I know you guys are friendly but please don't tell Nate that yeah, we're, yeah. we're making a switch I'm yeah. like hey man it's business you do what's best for you and at some point yeah. if you feel I'm not the right fit I get it you know it, it works that way but it's very uh it's very interesting that you have the same formula that I have and I, I know Jim Nanos is the same way so he at, at uh, PI Magazine he's he's talked about that for his own personal business where you know he's been that bigger company and he's been that smaller company and you know, now it's just him and you know, whoever he hires to work with him, um, you know, on a, on a per diem basis and just talking about what that looks like. And it's, it's interesting. I think as a business owner, you have to experience the growth and you have to like consciously make that decision. Like, Whoa, 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 that's it. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be bigger than this. More money, more problems, right? That's a big used to say. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then the, the thing also is you think about, yes, you're growing or, or whatnot, but it gets to a point, you know, your worth. That's very important in this industry. You have yeah. to know your worth. You have to know what you're about. And if somebody, you know, you got those typical people that call you and say, Oh, how much you charge or whatever. I'm just going to give an example. Like, all right, we charge you know, if you want uh, regular work or whatever, 125 an hour. If you want Jay to do your help you with your criminal defense case or something like a specialty like that, all right, 175 an hour. Oh, but I got this guy that does it for 60. Okay, so when you're done with that guy at 60, call me back and then I'll do the job for you because you're going to call. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You already know you've been through this too many times yeah. that they're going to go ahead and call you back because, yeah. the, plus, anyways, if somebody's doing that to you, those aren't the clients you want. You know what I mean? No. And especially when you start growing, if you start throwing your price out there and they're like, yes, 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 fine. Okay, those are the clients I want because they know my worth and they value what I'm, what they want me to find or they want me to do. They value it. You know, those yeah. are the kind of people you want to be working with. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm talking in the mirror to myself here because I'm like the well, same. We're both bald. Exactly. We yeah. both got a beard. <laughs> I'm a little more, I just don't have glasses. I'm a little more gray than you. These glasses are a new that, thing too. It's like my eyesight. Used to be 2020. I used to do mystery shopping and we had um, uh, like eye care. I'd have to go get my eyes checked as like an integrity check to see if they were upselling or doing whatever. And they're like, what are you doing here? Like you have 1920 vision. Like you could literally fly a plane. And I'm like, oh, I never had got my eyes checked before. I tell you that glaucoma test sucks though. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, and I joke about saying I'm talking to the mirror here because so many things you're saying I can relate to that. That whole idea of, yes, if you want Matt to do it, you're going to pay more for it because I am running a business and I have 25 years experience of doing investigative work. There's value to that. Now, if you need somebody from my office and, we, and I have different people tiered at different levels, um, <clears throat> but I agree with you about that $60 guy because what happens is, you know, they're out 1200 bucks before they come back and they got nothing. You know, it's like, okay, he just dumped 20 hours into this. So, uh, you know, now, now it's time to do it the right way. And people are stubborn right. like that, you know, and yeah. I, get, I get called all the time from people and they're like, Hey, what's your price? And I don't know if it's competition. I don't know if it's attorney. I don't care. You know, it's like, yeah, whatever. This is what I charge. Um, and it's funny to see the ones that actually come back because sometimes yeah. they don't come back. You know, it's like ooh, yeah. too expensive. But the ones that don't, you don't want. I don't want them. Yeah. No, I, I, I blacklisted a whole bunch of clients very early on, you know, and it's like, you know, for whatever reason, you know, if they, maybe they were bad attorneys, like as far as customer service goes, I don't want their client calling me up going, the attorney never calls me back. No, mm -hmm. I don't get paid for that crap. Like mm -hmm. 
no, no, sure. thank you. You know, like, uh, I don't want to work with these people anymore, you know, or they don't pay the bills, which is the best way to get blacklisted. So, um, right. yeah, so we, we could, uh, sit here and go on and on about this stuff, but I really wanted to talk about the undercover stuff. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we jump back in, um, I want to focus on that because it, it's fascinating. I have a little bit of experience when I started getting into this business on it, but I'm sure you have a boatload of experience. I mean, I know you have a boatload of experience. Uh, so I really wanted to cover that because it's not something that the everyday investigator really thinks about, I think. Okay. Uh, so everybody sit tight and we'll be right back after this break. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. So we are talking about Crosstracks. Crosstracks is a sponsor for uh, Investigators Toolbox and PI Perspectives. We've got Steve Mason here. Steve's been a, uh, a longtime client of Crosstracks. Tell me the benefits of uh, case management. For me, it's basically being able to keep track of every single thing that's going on with the case, whether it's notes, documents, sending or receiving new case information, you know, because clients can create custom logins, securing the data. From a business perspective, it's just, it's really the easiest way to maintain your data, to access your data anywhere. I mean, you can be on vacation and pull up a case note remotely, securely, even just tracking how many cases you've worked for a certain client, how much money you build them. I mean, it's, there's so many tools that I just, I really don't know how you can get by without a, a case management system like Crosstracks. Yeah, definitely. And they are SOC 2 certified, which is important when you're working with insurance companies and, and protecting information that's uh, readily available there. If you're looking to take your investigative company to the next level, you got to be organized. And the only way you're going to be organized is using a case management system. And for me, hands down, Crosstracks is the one to go with. So again, they are a sponsor of uh, PI Perspectives and part of Investigators Toolbox. You receive discounts for using their services through uh, through both those platforms. So check it out today and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is matthews at satellitepi.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, today we are talking to Jay Marin from Specialized Investigation Consultants down in Miami, Florida. Jay, welcome back to the program. Thank you. All right. So we were uh, talking about everything but undercover prior to getting into this. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. How does, uh, uh, how do you get clients in doing this and, and how do you plan and, and kind of dive into this type of work? 
Um, well, I guess throughout my career, I've done a lot of surveillance, so I've kind of picked up a niche for it. And I did learn a lot in law enforcement as far as the surveillance. Mm-hmm. Uh, also doing undercover stuff, working with, you know, CIs, which are criminal informants, right. uh, using covert equipment, audio, video. So when I came into this field, I would meet with uh, a few attorneys, uh, larger firms with, you know, business attorneys and family attorneys. And I started to kind of hear what they needed as far as, you know, we know he's doing this, but we just can't prove it. How do we figure out what do we do? Right. But, you know, obviously all in a legal way, but we're trying to see how we can find that information. Yeah. So I started thinking, well, why don't we go and do some surveillance first? And then we can try to do some undercover surveillance. Right. right. Um, they're like, what do you mean undercover surveillance? Send a different guy, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, what do you mean undercover surveillance? Right. And I'm like, um, well, we're just, you know, depending on the case we'll, or we can do many things. For example, there's a, if we want to do a child custody case and we want to see how this person is, um, why don't we uh, rent a unit in his building for a couple months? And, you know, we have access, them seeing us is normal and we'll be able to get any information. And then uh, if I'm the one renting at the building, he'll see me at the building. But then when he shows up to the next place, he's going to see one of my other investigators and not put two and two together. And we can follow it, get the information, sit next to him at a table, see who he's meeting with. What kind of people is he putting your children around? You know, if your concern is safety, you want to know what he's doing, if he's involved in anything illegal, or if he's bringing your children around bad people, this is how we're going to be able to obtain it. Or not following COVID guidelines, right? I'm sure that was a big one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Put on your mask. Put on your mask. (laughs) Um, well, down here in Florida, nobody's yeah. really wearing them now. So yeah. Yeah. now we're back to normal. So masks won't work. It did work for a little bit. Right. Change your mask color, right. change the name on the mask. Exactly. You know? right. Right. Um, so that's kind of like how things started getting kicked in. And then when I saw, I was like, man, nobody does this down here. And another thing is we're in South Florida. You know, what does everybody come do to South Florida? They go party, they go to the hotels, they go on cruise ships. Right. <clears throat> so my area also gives me um, uh, an environment for a lot of this work sure. to be, you know, done. Um, so, you know, I, I've done, I did a couple cruise ship ones. Those were fun. I leave for seven days and we're just following people around. You know, those are mostly for uh, that I've seen are either child custody or a big insurance defense case. Right. Uh, where people, you know, they get hit by a large company or they work for a large company. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, your typical workers complain. I can't lift a loaf of bread, but we're on a cruise ship and I have you lifting your daughter when you disembark to take the photo. Right. And I buy the photo right. because nobody bought the photo right. showing that you can lift more than a bread if you're lifting a hundred pounds, you know, right. or you're, 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 uh, you're on the conga line or you're doing the, the exactly. You know, like, uh, shifting. Lo and behold, that case went from a, it went from a couple million to fifty thousand dollars, you know. So it was yeah. worth them investing yeah. a few thousand on me. Yeah. Um, but that's how I kind of got into it, and then um, I started seeing a lot of litigation cases come about. And I'll give you an example. Um, we had a litigation case, and it was bad business partners. And uh, right before one of the partners decided to go full force against his business partner. He just wanted to see, like, what is he really doing? Right. How is he spending his money? Who is he trying to do it with? Because I'm missing a lot of money. And, you know, there'd be a lot of real estate deals that would happen. 
and then they were supposed to buy it together, then it wouldn't happen. Right. And then the building gets bought by somebody else right. and he gets spotted with that somebody else. So it's right. like, right. Right. Are, are they going behind my back? It's cutting them out of the picture. Um, Correct. Hey, um, so, so before we move on to that, I, something that I, I just wanted to clarify here, the difference between surveillance and undercover, because there right. is a huge difference, right? Correct. So, so break it down for me. Let's say um, I'm somebody listening to this program. I'm going, wow, I, I'm just getting into this business. I want to understand the difference between the two. So give me the difference between doing actual surveillance and then doing actual undercover work. Okay. So there's, you have survey. Okay. The best way to explain it is you have surveillance, you have undercover and I, and there's also a little transition period in between mm-hmm. where it's a little bit of surveillance, but you're still undercover. Right. For example, Surveillance is, you know, you get your typical case. Hey, I want to follow somebody around, see what's going on. And I need to know what's happening, whether it be for a kid or for a business or for the insurance company, right? Short term. So you sit. Kind of get in and out, right? Exactly. You do your surveillance. You sit in your car. You're never, you know, spotted. You're not walking around most of the time. And you're just sitting in your car following the person, getting video, obtaining any information, any intelligence with who they're meeting, what addresses they're going to, whatnot. Fine. That would be your typical surveillance where 90% of our industry does. Um, Then I feel you have a little transition period where you are doing surveillance, but for example, we're doing surveillance and the guy goes to a mall, right? So now it goes from being stationary in your vehicle, trying to get out information and now you're mobile on foot. So you start going on foot. While you're going on foot, the guy sits next to somebody and now, crap, I need to hear what they're saying to see what kind of person this is for my client and make sure they're not doing a drug deal, make sure right. what it might not be. So now you got to get a table next to them and not make yourself noticeable. So now you're kind of transitioning from surveillance to slowly undercover, but you're not really undercover because you're not making contact with the person. You're right. not where that person is all the time. Right. So that's like your little transition period. Then you have undercover, right. which is... You're basically going into a location. People know you're there. They're making them know. They don't know who you are. Right. You know, I'm somebody else. I'm an international investor from South America. That's what they think I am. Yeah. You know, I have business cards and all. So um, they that's that's when you start infiltrating technically into the scene, being basically boots on the ground, going into the same location. Right. Sometimes even talking to them because remember, if they don't have an attorney and they're not represented, then you're okay. You know what I mean? Free, free and plus you're not, you're not talking to them about your case anyways. You're right. just trying to get intel on them. You know, if there's no attorney, involved. there's no expectation so, of privacy. You're, in, you're involved in, in the conversation. Absolutely. Correct. You're, you're building rapport at that point. Correct. Right. Yeah. So they can build trust in you and they yeah. can see who you are or, or that person can tell somebody and that somebody tells me, Hey, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that, but you got to be in that environment, yeah. whether it be, um, a residence, uh, let's say uh, a health gym club, a, a hotel, which a lot of hotels here in South Florida are residential and hotel at the same time. You know, they, if they see you, it's not a problem. Right. That's where your undercover really kicks in because it's normal. Right. Per se. Here comes that businessman from Panama. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's got a card that says so. <laughs> Here's the investor. Here he is showing up in a Rolls Royce or in a Porsche or in a Mercedes. All right. I'm sure you've, yeah. you've, you've driven a, a car too. You got, oh yeah. You got to fit in down there. Of course. <laughs> so you know? that's fantastic. Right. Don't you hate your job some days? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Um, 
So like my experience in this, like you mentioned earlier, was kind of limited. So I wasn't actually ever the guy that was doing undercover, but I did work for a company, my first job out of college, that we had all these accounts with retail companies. They were auto parts stores, they were shoe companies, they were whoever. And they would hire us to basically have an operative, right? Somebody who posed as an employee and would watch the other employees. Like there, we had a contract with a lumber company and there was a lot of product that was being moved after hours and they just didn't know when and how. And, you know, yes, we set up our surveillances, but, you know, we didn't catch people really doing it because we didn't know when it was happening. But having somebody there for three or four months building that rapport and then be like, okay, you want in on this, right? So now it's observe and report and we know when things are going down and it's like you start building your case and building your case and building your case and then you pull the trigger, right? And right. And, and your guy is in trouble until he's not in trouble. You know, it's like All one right. of those deals, right? Right. Uh, right. So, right, not quite Donnie Brasco, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, so that was my experience, right? More on the retail side. Um, I was managing the people that were, were doing it, and they would have to submit their reports. I, I believe it was like every couple of days they had to get something in. And, um, you know, I would have to report to to the client, like, here's the progress, here's what's going on, here's who we're looking at. Uh, this person made this comment. Um, and it was, you know, some of it was customer service related to, right? This guy's being rude to customers, right? right. The, you know, and some of it was, you know, they're stealing, you know. So it's like we had different avenues of, of the integrity that we were checking on these people. Um, right. Interesting, um, you know, way of doing things. Uh, it was a good taste to... Uh, to run that for a while. And, uh, it, it's definitely an interesting business. You gotta have, uh, you know, you, you gotta be quick on your feet. And really, if you're, yeah. if you're that person doing that, like you gotta have a backstory Correct. and, uh, you know, you, you better, gotta, you gotta you be know. very snippy and come back with, yeah. you know, any little thing. And it's, you know, yeah. it's, and it's, you learn it through time. And I think I learned a lot of that through the department, yeah. um, of how to get by and learn certain things, you know, but, and, and let me just, you know, remind everybody, these are like non-threatening situations. Sure. It's all laid back. It's mostly civil. Yeah. It actually, it's always civil. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but it's nothing compared to police work where, no. you know, you're yeah. threatened, you're undercover, you have your firearm, anything can happen. You're dealing with a bad person. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Um, in my situation, it was, I had to go to a certain island and, um, uh, and see what this person's uh, business partner was doing. And I actually I actually got paid to play tennis three times a week on the sign. So I got really good at tennis. Sure. How's your back end? Your back end's good? Yes. <laughs> so that's what this person would do. He would play tennis. This guy's a fraud. He's a fraud. Yeah. His back end sucks. All <laughs> <laughs> right. No good. Yeah. No point. So... Um, <laughs> Did so you, did you pull McEnroe? Just throw your, no, throw your no, I wasn't down. that good. I wasn't that good. But you not, a lot of these a lot of these people on this island were very good because that's all they did. They played five times a week. Yeah, you know that was like their thing. Because yeah. mostly everybody on the islands retired anyways. They're not, right. you know, they're not actively working all the time. They're like here and there. They're retired. So and a lot older. So you know, I come in. There's a couple people that were younger, and we start, you know, playing. I start you know, learning from the, the, the tennis coach. And it's funny because as people drive by or this person comes, these tennis coaches just talk, man. Oh, they yeah. they yeah. handle everybody on the Island. 
So I didn't have to do much to get this guy to start talking. And he would just tell me about this person, you know, and I use a, a theory and a, I guess a way when I do undercover surveillance sometimes, I call it uh, the Michael Kenny. I don't know if you know who Mike Kenny is. Uh, he's an investigator out of Nashville. Okay. I know he's the name. A, yeah. I don't know him, but I know the name. He's a dumb and nice guy. So he plays okay. dumb and nice. Yeah. So when it comes to those situations, I play dumb and nice, you know, and, um, Oh really? Oh, what does that person do? Oh, okay. Oh, they play, you play terrorists. Like, yeah. I give them all the time. But you know, he was with this lady and they were sleeping around. His wife didn't see like, I'm getting all this cheese. All I'm doing is playing tennis. It's bon you know? man. You, you're the, you're the, bon, exactly, you're the exactly. bon chiche boy. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> so then they basically, you know, and then I'm coming off of this nice young guy, you know, yeah. whatever. And then he slowly asked me questions. So I already know he talks right. shit. Excuse me per yeah. se, but, you know, excuse my friends, but that's what he does. Yeah. Everyone. If I'm, if I'm getting it, he's going to tell my stuff out there. Sure. So then what, what do I do? I feed little things that I want him to get out. Right. You want to, you want to uh, puff up your story, right? Your Correct. Credit, your so then he eventually yeah. throws it out. And then in this island, I was, I had a Porsche Panamera. I had a seven series and I showed up once in a Rolls Royce. All that the client was providing rentals, you know? Yeah. And once the guy started seeing it, he asked me more questions, not our target, the tennis coach. Right. So then he started feeding it to the other guy. And then that's how it finally got, to where we needed to be. And I was there for a few months living in a nice apartment on the ocean. You know, I think, I don't know. I think the cheapest apartment there was like a one bedroom was like 1.5 million or something like that. It's crazy. Nice. You know, but it was nice. The scenery was nice. It was sure. beautiful, but I was basically there learning how to play and just to get the information they needed. Yeah. It took about a month, month and a half. These things don't happen quickly yeah, yeah. Um, because you need the rapport and the trust, you sure. know? So then eventually he saw me enough there. I believe he asked the tennis instructor what I did. And then we finally uh, talked and spoke about certain things where it got to the point where he offered me to get into business. Right. And most of it was just coming through the instructor knowing what I did, you know, obviously yeah. our stories to get closer vouching for you. Right? And he finally bit and he yeah. came over and then we were able to get our client. This is what he's doing. And this is where your money's going. And this is why you're not getting deals. Anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took three months. Nothing happens quickly. Those are your typical undercover that take a little bit of time right. to get uh, the information you need. Right. Um, I've also done, Voting undercover, like, you know, hey, yeah, we're all, I'm going to go on a boat and we're going, we show up to the same place, we go to the sandbar, we're partying, we're hanging out with the people. But, you know, luckily we have a beach here in South Florida that we can do that. Right. So we'll just, you know, pull out the boat. And that's, you know, it's undercover, but it's a little transitional surveillance undercover because it's not long term. I consider undercover ones long term because you really have to maintain your identity and compose yourself right. to work thoroughly to not get burned and get the information you need for your client. Yeah. No, it, it's, um, it's such an interesting business. And I, I feel like part of it, like getting into it is being at the right place at the right time, but, but also having the background essentially that you had, right. It's coming yeah. out of law enforcement and understanding the, the bones of what it takes to do this properly. Um, right. and now you're, you're, transitioning not so much to hey you're breaking the law to more along the lines of hey you're you're squashing that deal uh you're, you're violating your contract or or right. you know you got to look at it from a different sense 
like right. non-competes, you know, something exactly. like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can totally see that. And you're in the right place for it. <laughs> so Absolutely. if you're in Alaska, you know, so no, nobody's, yeah. nobody's talking about anything. One, one cruise ship when you go and look at whale yeah. watching, you yeah, know, right. oh, look at the eagle. No, but it's different. And I, and I think you, you need to obviously have a lot of um, trustworthy individuals too. Cause for example, a lot of these cases, and not, and not just uh, say undercover, but I want to bring this back to surveillance. When you're doing surveillance or even the transitional, what I call, where you go you know, from surveillance to undercover, you need to have a game plan as far as investigators, types of cars, locations where you're going to be, because I'm a firm believer on female investigators. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. I, I know some people are like, oh, yeah. no, you know, they can't do this. You know, never seen coming. Crap. Yeah. Female investigators are amazing. Yep. They know what they're doing. Yep. Women have a lot of intuition and I respect that. Um, and when you need to get something done, they will get it done completely unnoticed. Yeah. You know, because they're not expecting that. You have your stereotype. Oh, that same guy's following me. That's you see a girl hair up, hair down, wig, you know, uh, covered up, showing, you know, in a bathing suit. Like yeah. you, you're not thinking like that versus if you see some creepy guy at the bar staring at you so i'm a big believer of working in pairs and working male female pairs yeah um if not i like the female female with a male and behind basically running the show because and not so much saying they're running i'm telling what to do but like calling points okay you girls are here yeah i'm gonna be on the outside and when something comes out i'll handle the outside that's what i mean by you know, running what's going on on the outside. Yep. Um, I, I'm a big believer of that. But if you don't have that team, you're. It's going to be hard to succeed. Nobody can do this job by themselves. Sure. I don't care how good you are. No, especially when it, when it comes everything. to that work, you got to have at least two. And, and that's that's always a, a big pill for the client to swallow. Like, right. oh, I got to pay Jay's, you know, one one twenty five an hour, like times times yeah. two. Ouch. Yeah. It's like, and then they're like. Well, I think one person is no, I know you think because you watch TV, but we're in South Florida. We're driving behind a car, even with one or two cars in front of us, yeah. the light turns yellow, that car breaks. And what happens? That car's gone for two to three minutes. Yeah. Now you're done. Yeah. So we like to leapfrog. I like to be behind and I have an investigator up front. Yeah. So whenever we're driving, as soon as she turns or he turns, I'll pick up from the back. Or if I miss the light, then he knows to slow it down so he can pick it up until I catch up. And we just keep doing that. Well, you know what I mean? Not only that, your person on foot that you're, you know, surveying all of a sudden decides like, oh, city bike will be nice. I'm going to go hop mm-hmm. on an e-bike. And Correct. they go and they go grab an e-bike and they're gone. <laughs> if, yeah. you don't, if you don't got nobody in a car, forget no, it. You're, but you're, a lot you're of toast. people don't understand it. And I think as you being an investigator, especially owning your own business, and you know, I know you do this because, you know, this is the type of person you are. You let them know how these things work so they can understand well this is why you need to pay for two yeah. i don't want you to be successful i don't want you to spend on one and maybe get lucky yeah. you know and we don't lose them where you have what do you want a 50 percent chance or a 90 percent chance that he doesn't get lost right if, if how much does it mean to you yeah and i'm sure you probably deal with the same thing i deal with in new york when you get that last minute call from somebody that wants something done like you know oh four hours from now we need somebody picked up and oh by the way you know we've got 75 dollars an hour like i can maybe squeeze 80 
It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, <Especially laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's not, it's not happening. You know? And they're like, yeah, we don't understand why you wouldn't do that. It's like, okay, well, you're not from New York. So yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. It's, well, I think a lot of investigators in our industry lack the, listen, they're calling us. They need our help. We need to tell them how we are going to run this. Yeah. Now how they're, they're not the one with the experience. They don't know how things really happen out here. So we can't let them determine how we're going to move, where we're going to park and uh, who we're going to use, how long we're going to stay. Yeah. If you tell us what you need, we're going to give you our professional opinion sure. of what needs to be done. But I do not like taking cases that you get that client that is like, all right, I could only pay for one, but I know for sure this is what they're going to. I'm like, listen, right. that's not what happens. They'll tell you, you know, I have a flight and a reservation at a hotel. I know they're going there. What happens? They land there and they go to their girlfriend's hotel. Yeah. And now where yeah. are they? You said they'll be here at this hotel. Yeah. And then they get upset. Well, I thought, and you know, maybe I was like, no, this is what you told us to do. Yeah. Yep. This is what we did. So I don't do that anymore. Yep. I give them the options, the variables, and this is how we operate. If you want it, cool. If you don't call somebody else, but I'm not going to work to be set up for failure. Yeah. How about, how about when they go into the Admiral's club at the airport? Yeah. Oh, luckily, <laughs> I, luckily I have those cards. Yeah. I'll get you. Oh. Mr. Mr. Special but it's guy. tough. It's yeah. tough. You know what I mean? I have yeah. them, you know, the Admirals and the Centurion for yeah. American Express you because you never know what kind of people you're dealing with, yeah, you know? Yeah. I followed people in airplanes all, you know, everywhere, you know, into Central, into into uh, the Caribbean, I'm sorry, into other states, and yeah. you just never know. They don't expect you to be on the flight, which is good because that's very, but we leave the flight and they say, oh, we know they're going here, and we follow them, and when we get there, they're in a completely different hotel. They still yeah. kept their reservation, yeah, but they're having fun somewhere else. So I remember uh, talking to Kelly Riddle one time about one of the cases he worked on, and it was one of those situations where they lost the guy; they didn't know where he was. So they arranged to have like a FedEx uh, delivery with a pickup. So they yeah. contacted the guy. They're like, "Oh, you got to pick up some paperwork or whatever." So the guy went to that, you know, whatever the post office, etc., wherever it was to go pick up the package that was yeah. delivered. Now you know where he's going to be, and you pick him up, and you go follow him to where uh, where he needs right. to go. It's like that's that's some smart thinking, you know. No, and back then social media used to be great for us. Even just yeah. entering the person's phone number in Facebook and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all changed now, oh, you know. Yeah. And everybody's all locked up and yeah. private, so it's even harder now. So but, I was I was walking down the street in Manhattan yesterday. I see this big billboard for Apple, and it says you know Apple iPhone, and then right under it says privacy, you know, and it's like that is their selling. Thing right they, now, right apple would yeah. give us a lot of uh, uh of issues when we would work stuff in law enforcement they yeah. were even giving us yeah. a hard time with court orders and everything you sure know? sure yeah it's all uh it's all i just think it's very important to have a good team a good structure yeah. whether it's undercover surveillance regular surveillance and you need to have a network uh, like yeah. i mentioned to you you can't do this by yourself yeah like right now if if i know somebody needed something right and i'll give you an example not no i'm not gonna say uh well, I have, I know people in other states too that do great surveillance, you know, mm -hmm. and you learn that at the time, but you really learn that from meeting them, like how we met at the conference yeah. and we were up on that floor looking at the beautiful view, but we're eating, we're talking, we're learning, you know, yeah. um, same thing here. Like I know people, but if I know somebody needs like an A team, like, Hey, I need, um, this X, Y, Z surveillance intelligence interviews like all this stuff being the fact that i've gone to all these conferences that i've networked sure. you know i've been able to be 
the regional director for Nally, the vice president of FAPI, mm-hmm. you know, and getting involved, you know, with IntelliNet and all this. These associations really help you grow and you know you have to. You could you could pick up any phone and talk to somebody and they can tell you whatever they want, but not until you're in front of them. Yeah. You see who they are, what they're about. Yeah. And you can tell they're the real deal. Yeah. If People, somebody calls me and says, I need something, I'm gonna be like, hey, what do we need? Oh, we need interviews, we need surveillance. Okay, I'm calling, for example, I'm gonna bring in Mike Kenny in uh, Tennessee. Yeah. I'm gonna bring George. Vergus out of Indiana. Uh, I was for, gonna tell you don't interviews. don't call George. I was gonna say yeah, call you, you wanna you wanna snatch you want a snappy girl that's always on her feet and know stuff, you get Brandy Lord, you know. Yeah, yeah. If I know I need uh somebody to help me in certain homicides, Sheila Waisaki. Yeah. If I need somebody on the defense side that she's a badass and I need to get done, I'm gonna go to Texas and I'm gonna call Catherine Mayer. Yeah. You know, like there's different ways around things. Even yeah. Kelly Riddle, that guy's yeah. a wealth of knowledge, smart yeah. guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. but if you don't have this plan and know your colleagues, I don't think you'll ever be successful because if you try to hold your ego and say, I know it all, I can do it all. And then you want to get people you train only to do your way. Yeah. You're not going to be successful because your way is not the only way. It might be a good way, yeah. but it's not the only yeah, way. And when you get these clients point. and these attorneys that say, Hey, I need this done. You get a monster case that needs to get handled. You want to get it because number one, you know you can handle it. You know what it's about, but you need backup. You yeah. know what I mean? It's almost like the police department. Like you need backup. You yeah. can't do this on your own, yeah. but you know who you can trust. Yeah, you, you know, need, you need your team definitely. Yeah. Um, I I, I think this is a, a great way to end that because I it, just to to reinforce that point. You know, be a part of your state association. Be a part of a national association. Go to the events. Don't say hell. It's too expensive. Or I don't want to take yeah. that time off or anything. Like I, I did that for many years. We were talking offline about this. Like there are many, many years. Like I'm new to Nally. Like I'm less than two years in on Nally. And I was like, my God, why did I wait so long to <laughs> to join this? And uh, uh, it's such a great decision. And from the guy who specializes in plaintiff personal injury, how I was not a part of Nally, it was just, I mean, stupidity. But uh, one thing yeah. about Nally, and I'll tell it to you and to anybody else that's listening. I have been an Alley member for several years. I don't remember going back maybe to 2015, 16. Um, and I have paid, I'm, I'm not I'm just going to put it, let's say $300 in dues a year. Let's put it 1500 bucks, 1600 bucks, hotels, trips. Even if I put out 20,000, everything. I've made over a hundred thousand dollars from Mali. People referring me business. Yeah. So was your 20 worth the 80? I think so. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the way you look at it. And it just makes you better. It makes you look better. And you now have contacts. And, you know, right. speaking of George, I spoke to George yesterday, right? I had something in Illinois. Like, okay, I got to call George and get his his two cents on it. And I'm like, hey, am I going to see you in Texas? He's like, yeah, I'll be there. Great. Let's hang out again. I'm looking forward to breaking bread with you and uh, and uh, having a good time. And I, I can't wait to see everybody, actually. But by the time this this episode airs, it's it's the conference is going to start like a couple days from from this conference or the, or from this episode. And uh, I'm just I'm super stoked. Yeah. But I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Be a part of your state association, mm-hmm. national association, yeah. international, like in Talent. Yeah. Very, very good. You know, like I do not regret joining any of these. And I've only met great people. Yeah. Yes, you meet some people. You're like, OK. I know who you are, but I don't want to give you business because I just don't feel the connection. I don't feel you do it because remember, just because you join an association doesn't mean 
you're 100% know what you're doing. Yeah. Some people might be 50%. And then you got people like, you know, yourself, yeah. 150%. Nah. You know? Nah, really. nah. So, you know, you know, you get to meet people and who you can trust because, like you said, if you needed something in Chicago tomorrow, yeah. hey, George, do me a favor, go drive by. And what happens? Your client is happy as heck yeah. that you called somebody and you're getting that done like this. Yeah. You know? No, it's absolutely. And it's it's a professional, you know? And it, oh, it's like, oh, yeah. And by the way, you know, that guy's a COI. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. oh, maybe he's yeah. okay. Maybe he knows what he's doing, yeah. you know? Um, and it's funny too, like when it comes to the podcast here too, people always ask me like, how do you like, how do you find people to be on your show and all that? I'm like, well, it's simple. I, I'm a member of so many associations. I know so many people. Um, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's become my thing, right? Matt knows everybody. <laughs> so no, and you yeah. can pick and choose who you want on because you know who you think would be good on your show yeah. out of these thousands of people that you meet through all these associations. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Is, and that, that list of like, do not invite or do not invite again is very small, <laughs> very small. <laughs> like, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, the best of the best in our industry goes to these things because they get it. They understand that right. you, you need to be there. It's not always about how much am I billing today? It's how much am I going to be able to build tomorrow with the skills that I gain today? That's really what it comes down to. Um, grow and network man yeah, that's the way yeah. uh it, it's i think it's helped everybody even in my own circle everybody yeah. you know meets they talk to other people even through you i can find somebody that's reliable and i can trust because i know how you are same way if i call brandy or or, or sheila hey i need somebody yeah. that does this use this person just by knowing that one person they can take you to three or four people that you might have met yeah. but when you're in a bind and need something done you're going to get it done the right way. Yeah. Not, not only that. So we'll end here on this little anecdote as to how relationships are super important. Um, so I got a huge case I'm working out, uh, working on out in New York and in, in Queens. It's a fire case, death case. And, you know, I'm trying to get my hands on a fire marshal's report. It's it's not easy, especially during COVID, because they've pretty much shut down the, hey, go down there, show up and, and schmooze your way into getting that report. That doesn't exist now everything's HIPAA, FOIL, you got to file everything. And for whatever reason, no one can specifics, I'm having some difficulty. So it's like, instead of throwing even throwing it up on a message board, I just started calling people that I know. And uh, shout out to my, my buddy, Ken uh, Fetter in New Jersey, who I met at a New Jersey Association event, who happened to know somebody and who's helping me facilitate, right? And it, it, it's funny because I, I called a couple people I knew that are very well respected and they're like, no, we don't know anybody, but if you come across somebody, we'd like to have that resource too, right? So now we're all expanding our network. Uh, and, and even I, this morning, I had somebody, uh, Lauren Mack um, in, in New York, she, she had um, uh, emailed me back like, hey, I may know somebody, I'm not sure. And I'm like, I emailed them like, I think I got this covered. And if I do, I'll let you know, <laughs> because I want you to have that resource too, right? That's what that network is all about. And uh you know, that is just purely based upon going to events and meeting people and really being a part of the industry. So, um, yeah, that's that. So how do folks get a hold of you if they um, if they want to get in touch with you? Oh, they could just email us at info at sinvestigations.com, like S as in Sam. So it's info at sinvestigations.com. Mm -hmm. Or they can call the office 786-332-6300. Um, and you know, always available, you know, our hours are always crazy, you know, yeah, 
Yeah. We don't sleep much. No, we don't. Yeah. I, I think I rolled out like four and a half hours last night. Well, I know, we all I, like. I know you can't tell with these these uh, young look that I have here. These oh, glasses yeah. are hiding it, but uh, those glasses they do miracles. <laughs> they really do. Uh, hey Jay, this is really great, man. Uh, no problem, man. I, I do whatever re- you need, and you know, I just thank you for this and giving me the opportunity. But I just I want everybody to you know to know in this industry, if you want to be successful, you got to be humble. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's the main thing. And you got to know people and network people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's it's a team effort. There's yeah. enough business in this industry for everybody. True. Uh, the more you the more you help other people, the more it also comes back to you and you'll end up helping people. At the end of the day, we're here in this industry to help our clients and help people. 100%. So, all right. So we're going to wind down here. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, again, if you're going to be uh, in Nally this week, if you're going to be in San Antonio, I will be there. I'll have a booth for Investigators Toolbox. Um, I'll be presenting actually on Friday. Uh, please come and say hello. Let me know that you listened to the show. Uh, let me know how awesome Jay was and how much you, you, you enjoyed this show. And uh, um, really, really appreciate you folks tuning in. And I hope to actually see you a couple of you this week. So uh, we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. Uh, have a good week. Talk to everyone soon. This was a fun show, and Jay has some great stories. You have to wonder how good his backhand really is. We thank him for stopping by, again, virtually. Thank you also to Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring this show. Remember to tell them you listen and save $50 when you apply for insurance. Additional thanks to the PI Institute for Education, Satellite Investigations, and Conflict International for sponsoring our show. Also, Don't forget about investigatorstoolbox.com. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save $50 when you join. And if you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a brand new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.